0: Hi and welcome to this week's episode The second the second episode this week Golden Week is full form but of Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the 5 Star Network. We are of course a podcast all about Dragon Gate and DDT. And I am as always your host Sonderbjorn and today I have with me Dylan and Yannick. Hi guys
1: how are you guys doing? Hi, I'm really well. This was a great day so far. And I'm so looking forward to talking to you guys about this. Pretty good show. Yeah. I'm not going to reveal what I thought about the show.
2: Will it be a positive? Will it be a negative? We didn't do a vibe check on the show. <laughs> so yeah. you don't know what I thought. Eh? You know, it could be a lot different. It could be the same. It could be a lot of things, much like all of life. You know, life's always full, always full of ups and downs, and sideways as well. Nobody mentions the sideways parts when they say that, on there. Yeah. But uh, very happy to be on the show, and uh, thank you to all the listeners who who joined us for our DDT episode. Uh, that was a lot of fun, obviously covering that whole show. I think we learned a lot about ourselves watching it, yeah. just as people. Uh, and i think we all found a little bit of ourselves in that show let's see if we found ourselves in dead or alive because i think that if you're listening to this there's no question that you are alive
0: yeah so yeah two days after we recorded our ddt mega max pump review it came out yesterday if you haven't seen uh, heard that check it out but of course listen to this first because this is the dragon gate portion of this week the Golden Week is a full full effect. So many wrestling shows all over Japan. But we, of course, have the first of the big five Dragon Gate shows of the year. Dragon Gate Dead or Alive 2023 from Nagoya. Aichi Prefectural G- Gym. This was the first big show of the year for Dragon Gate. It, they, they always treated it as that. It, you know, it is always treated as the, the, the show where the Hobby World Build starts and it's definitely for sure that with an attendance of 2 uh, 2710 from Aichi last yesterday on the 5th which was a good number it was it is 100 about 100 more than they did last year and it is the second best attendance in this building during the pandemic uh, since the pandemic started The only thing that has beaten it is a New Japan uh, G1 show last year. So, good number. Nowhere near the 2019 numbers, of course. Wrestling in Japan right now is still recovering. The numbers uh, in attendance are still recovering a lot. So, about as well as we could have hoped.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Even for the New Japan show, they still had some restrictions, it was said on yeah, for a Duntaku and stuff. So, uh, you know, we're still on on the way back uh, on the on the way back. But yeah, this is a good number for. him, and, it's a good sign. I think it should have been when you think about it with all the title matches, um get the guest spot with Mara Fuji, who was just in the big main event for Noah uh, the day before., uh, you get a big title match here that ended up working out. So you have oh, a yeah. lot of stuff on this show that. You know, there is reason for interest going in, and I think we all will have our thoughts on that by the end of the show, but yeah, definitely for that, I think in general for the promotion, you have to call this a success.
3: Yeah,
0: and uh, we are going to do, uh, we are not going to do what we did for Mega Max Bump, where we start with main event and then go down the card, we are starting from the bottom, because I... I want to give all the matches before the main event some love because I'm going to love I am going to talk so much about the main event. So I need to get- I need to warm up talking about uh, the rest of the matches on this show. <laughs> I,
1: it's it's great. I love how predictable you are on this.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, we started this show off with Natural Vibes UT and Jackie Funky Kame versus Kage Tora and Kaito Nagano. This was UT's comeback match. And he unfortunately lost to Kagetora after nine minutes when Kagetora hit the I think it was the Gurman curry for the win. It was great to see Ut back, Yannick. Uh, you are a bit, you are the Ut guy among us.
3: How how did you feel seeing him back? I yeah,
1: he's. He's a veteran. He came back first match back and he looked like he hasn't missed a step. Yeah. Um, And also in typical UT fashion he got pinned. <laughs> yeah. By a guy that hasn't done anything since I had uh, disbanded.
0: Yeah. The, the, that was the most surprising part about this. this uh, like I like I didn't expect UT to lose in this match because he was going against a rookie and Kagetora, who has been on the lower end of the card this whole year. <laughs> and basically been forgotten about since I ended. But it was nice to see Kagetora get a win.
1: Yeah, like, I'm I'm not mad about this. this it's totally fine. Um, UT also very popular in Nagoya, obviously. hometown. Hometown. This was a... A pretty good opener. All you could wish for. Yeah, I agree.
3: Yeah,
2: nothing really spectacular, but a good return for UT. Just very sad my boy, JFK, not even able to get a win here either with a returning guy with uh, Nagano on the other side. It's just a little disappointing for me as a fan, but, you know, UT's back. Kagatora got a win. Nagano on the winning side. Maybe these other guys need to brush up on their football skills, and uh, they can match. They can match the vibes that and will... Nagano had.
0: Speaking of vibes, this was such a good vibe start to the show because UT uh, started the sh- started the show off asking for the, to bring back the gun kid gimmick, where they pick a kid a kid from the crowd to ring the opening bell. And it was just so charming. I it was one of the most wholesome starts to a show I've seen in a long time. Just they got a six year old kid up there, and she when when they asked her who her favorite wrestler was, she said no one. And they ev- everyone sold it like
3: that. It was so good. It was wow. so cute.
2: Do you think it's because she has no biases? Is she like the perfect fan? Maybe or is she but, just
1: but, or she's just not a fan. She Yuti... couldn't tell them that she's a heel fan. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that is the real... Uh, Yuti shot his shot, though, and asked, can I be your favorite wrestler? And she said yes. So, Yuti always... He kept that in mind, that he, he was going to gain a new fan. A true worker. <laughs> true worker. But yeah, speaking of true workers, we move over to the 8-man tag match. Punch Tobinaga had to step in for Mochizuki Jr. in this match and took his place in the match uh, where he teamed with Masaki Mochizuki, Susumu Mochizuki, and Yasushi Kanda versus Don Fuji, Takeshi Yoshida, Problem Dragon, and Minorita. And before we talk about this uh, match, it should be mentioned that per- uh, Mochizuki Jr. got injured at a house show after taking a DDT for Minorita. Um, he lost feeling in his whole body for like two minutes, but he seems okay now. And he's in good spirits and should hopefully make it back soon. It is it is a shame to see Motosuka Jr. get injured because it, he has been such a highlight of Dragon Gate's year this so far. And I I mean, this match was worsened because of him, him not being in it, because there was a lot of punch Tominaga in this. <laughs> uh, first of all, what are your thoughts about uh, Motosuka Jr.'s injury?
2: Scary stuff. I really just hope he can get better soon. Because, uh, like you said, everything you said was totally true. He has been one of the best guys on the whole roster. But more than anything else, uh, you never want to hear about that about anybody. So, yeah, yeah hopefully he get better, and
3: you know, we wish him well. Yeah, I, one hundred percent wish him well. Uh, yeah, what
1: what can you say about this? It's, um, it's good to know that that he has the feeling back but like just It um, could have
0: gone way worse than it did.
1: Yeah and and we'll see if it if it can still be that it has impacts on his wrestling ability. So but we we hope for the best. I thought
2: you were gonna say it's good to know that Punch Tamanaga is always there to fill in when needed.
1: You know, they didn't even give uh, Junior a ticket to watch the show live in attendance yeah <laughs> he watched
0: it he watched and live tweeted it from home
1: <laughs> somebody's
2: a cheapskate is what that tells me <laughs> but but he, mochisuke
0: jr not being in this match even though mochisuke jr wasn't in this match it led to punch Dominaga getting a win for once because the finish of this match was kanda hitting the kamikaze Elbow on Problem Dragon after eight minutes and twenty six seconds, and uh, yeah, M3K won. punched Tobinaga, acted like he had won the cup. He he had it was the biggest win of his year so far, easily. <laughs> but yeah, this was
3: an eight man tag that was way too much punch. I
1: have no recollection of this match.
3: It was a getters.
0: Get your stuff in match, though. <laughs> so, yeah.
3: It's
2: a big vote of confidence that said, Punch Tamanaga, even you are higher ranked than Problem Dragon. On this
0: oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Feels bad. Also, it was so weird to see Minarita being the only like young guy in this match. Like Everyone else is like an old guard wrestler, and Minarita was just walking around there. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, uh, Punch Romonaga acted like he was an M3K member. He even had the bomber jacket, and I I was like, no, you're not. Stop acting like you are the man. <laughs> and then, uh, speedy recovery to Mojutsuka Jr. Hope you come back soon. I will miss you so much. Uh, then we move over to the Open the Brave Gate title match. Jason Lee making his first defense versus Dragon Dia, and a successful one. After 11 minutes and 41 seconds, Jason Lee hit the maximum driver, but um, Dragon Dia kicked out. So Jason went for something he hasn't gone for for a long time, time, the Hong Kong Tornado off the top rope. And man, what a beautiful finish to a great short, short but great junior, junior title match. What do you guys think about this? Dylan, you first.
2: I think the obvious answer to this is that when we did the interview of him, I mentioned he needed to do more kung fu moves and there needs to be more, you know, I think there could be more back and forth. And he agreed with with what I asked to my question. So I think that inspired him to do the Hong Kong tornado and bring it back. So really, in a lot of ways, I think I deserve a lot of credit for keeping this title reign going. I, you know, I don't want to say it myself, but I that's just a feeling I had. I fought back to that interview. But what doesn't deserve what I don't deserve credit for is their amazing wrestling abilities with both <laughs> him and, and Daya because man, these guys had great chemistry. Uh, it's a little disappointing that they were so low on the card. Uh, you yeah. know, to see because I thought that this was like when I was going into this show, this was the match I was looking forward to most. Yeah. yeah, even though I, I like the I like the main event uh, storyline, but just as a work you know wrestling wise match, these two were so great, and they ended up working so well together. Very fluid stuff. Uh, great finish. I thought the the tornado looked great at the end. Uh, Daya looked really good too in his role. I thought he's a great opponent too. Just very exciting, you know. Two smaller guys that just fit like a glove with each other. So I hope that we can see this. Maybe not for the title again, uh, you know. I mean, I mean, I would love if they did it. I don't know if they will, but if they did, that would be great. But even as a tag team type of scenario in the future, I just want to see these two mix it up more because I think they have a lot of great chemistry. This is oh, a yeah. really strong match.
3: Yeah, and they played off the
0: fact that they are, they were teammates for like a year straight in as part of uh, Masquerade. And a lot of the, the moves Dragon Dyer hit, Jason Lee had scouted because he, he basically played the match off like he had scouted him for the whole year, and he knew every trick that Dragon Dyer has. And it, it was awesome to see that, that happen. Uh, I did not expect the maximum driver to be kicked out of. <laughs> that was: surprising.
1: No, no, that was surprising. So I have to say, it's probably my expectations. I was really disappointed by this match. Yeah, I expected so much um, and it didn't click for me. At all. I rewatched it and I liked it better then, but still it's not nearly what it could have been.
3: Yeah, they
0: had a good... That is true. They had a good six to seven minutes more in them. This only I... went 11 minutes and 41 seconds and it could have gone way more.
3: than that.
1: Yeah. Um, I expected this to be at least the second best match of the show, and it was like fourth best for me.
0: Wow, it is it is the third best for me,
3: but yeah, I see that.
1: Now I have both other um title matches ha- b- uh, before this. Mm. um It isn't bad. it as I said, it got better um on the on the rewatch but i think the the
0: bigger point about this match is that it starts the jason lee brave gate run up on off on the right foot just having having these kind of matches is i i think this is going to be most of his brave gate defenses maybe like Maybe they're going to be on the lower card, but they're still going to be like, they're going to make the most out of the minutes they got. I guess. But yeah,
1: I continue your I can't even put my finger on it why I feel like this. Because the work was so crisp in this.
0: It took a long time for the crowd to wake up for this match. That is one thing
1: that I noticed. Yeah, I mean... They, like, came the ma- uh, the- they came off uh, the Kashiwashita match. <laughs> they, they they should have
0: like woken up like a lot a lot earlier than they did, but they were like getting into it in the
3: closing stretch. But yeah. Who do you guys think is next for Jason Lee? Kagetora. Kagetora?
0: Yeah. Him getting the win uh, in the opening definitely makes sense for that and I think Kagetora Getting a Brave Total title match could be
3: needed for him <laughs> to stand out more. What about you, then? That's a good idea because
2: you know it it helps out Kagatora, but also gives Jason a needed win. Uh, I think right now over, you just want over
0: a him. former Brave champion, also.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I, t- I totally like that idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any other reason because a lot of the guys you would think would be kind of like already tied up. You know, you have gold class with the triangle gates and, and all of that stuff. Yeah, I could get behind Kagatora. I think that's a great idea.
3: Like the
0: end game of this, this Brave Gate run is a title defense versus his tag team partner, Jackie Funky Kame. I, but I, I would also want to see a Naruka Doi match if, if they allow him to take Japan to uh, Jason. I think that would be a great win for Jason Lee.
1: Um, I'm not sure if if Kame is the endgame. Yeah. Um, but it is definitely. It, it has to happen on a big ha- stage. Yeah,
0: it has to happen on a big stage. And then we move over to another thing that should happen on a big stage, uh, but not in Japan. Tactic match Ultimo Dragon and Naruki Doi defeated Seabrats, Diamante, and Hyo after seven minutes and 42 seconds when ultimate dragon hit the La Mag magistral on hyo this has been has to be the most invested i have seen Ultimate dragon in forever like he- him just building to a match that may or may not happen with diamante
3: was like mo- probably the most like invested i've seen Ultimate in a while um
0: the crowd however was dead like they did not care about this at all, which is why I think this match will be bigger in Mexico if they do Ultimo Dragon versus Diamante. And uh, yeah, normal uh, match.
2: Though. I liked the match, kinda. Yeah, to be honest with you, I, I didn't think it was a bad match at all. Uh, I liked, I liked that Ultimo was invested, best. If you got to see him do the Asai DDT. Yeah, at some point. Uh, Doi, I thought, always brings, you know, it in these spots. It wasn't anything special, but for a mid-card match, you know, again, I, you know, you kind of talked about expectations with the last match kind of hurting it. Yeah. This one, you know, you didn't really have any expectations, but... No. You know, this felt good, like, it felt, like, good. It got good build-up to Dragon and Ed Diamante. You know, I think I I would like to see that match, uh, when it does happen. You know, you expect it to be in Mexico... Uh, you know that would be a lot of fun, obviously, but I-, I think that they have some good stuff in them.
3: Yeah,
0: I just don't. I th- I just don't think that the Japanese crowd care
3: cares about this. No. And I think yeah, they they shouldn't. <laughs> Why? Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. I, I am very
0: invested in Diamante losing his mask. That would be cool because, like that, that is clearly what they're playing off because he lost. The, uh, Ultimo, in a very heelish fashion, took uh, ripped off the mask of uh, Diamante in this match. And that allowed them, both the Seabrats members, to be distracted and Doi to distract Hyo enough to have Ultimo pin Do- uh, Hyo. And I think the end game is he- Diamante losing his mask in the mask versus-, versus mask match in probably New Mexico and coming back as this. Kind of as kind of a baby face hot guy because I know that that guy looks good under the mask, (laughs) and uh,
3: I think I think that is just a money thing for Diamante to do, yeah. I think that makes perfect
2: sense what you said. Uh, let's hope the fans can get behind him if, if and when that does happen,
3: yeah. And then we move over
0: to they opened the Triangle Gate Championship match. Gold Class, Kota Minora, BB Hulk, and Ben K. Defeated Natural Vibes, KC, Big Boss, Shimizu, and Strong Machine J. In 13 minutes and 13 seconds, this, the third successful defense for Gold Class of the Triangle Gate titles. And I thought this was a really, really fun Triangle Gate match that got that took a long time to get going. But when it got going, it was pretty good. Uh, the finish was kota tapping out machine j with a cross face lock and yeah what do you, uh, what do you guys think about this match
1: Yannick? um i think this match totally overdelivered yeah um or, or on what on my expectations um <laughs> not too hard back on it but it's still it could easily have been like 10 minutes of hulk in there um, but, you know, it was fast-paced. I I have heard the criticism that it took, for some people, it took a long time. Um, not to me. Uh, for me, I, it was pretty strong from the start. Um, I liked all involved. All six worked really well together. There was a good flow in it, a good uh, change of the, um, of the guys in and out of the ring. And in the end, Minura over SMJ makes absolute sense, especially uh, what we get into after the main event.
3: Yeah.
0: For them to be uh, so locked in the closing stretch of this match was made
3: a lot of sense with what came at the end of the show. Dylan, what do you think about this? For me, I think that Gold Class is such a good team right now. I really love everything
2: they're doing. Um, But Nora is really, you know, doing good things right now. We saw last month with the singles match, and now with this Triangle Gate Reign, I think has really, you know, everybody talks about Revitalized Hulk here, but I think he's another one that's really gotten a lot from how things have gone. And obviously, Ben K, I think is really one of the, to me, if you look at this Roster up and down, he's one of the best overall guys on, on the roster. Yeah. Uh, like in-ring charisma, like like all that stuff. I I think he's like so good at um, the Vibes team all uh, came in. They and that's what this team is so good at. You could stick you could stick Vibes in any situation pretty much. Absolutely. And and they're going to find a way to make it work. You know, and like even if it's just like a mid-card match, 13 minutes like they're not even winning. they they still bring a lot of energy they're not going to dog it they're not going to bring it down Uh, they're going to bring the exact same quality every time and so they brought it here again
0: how how good was that mission impossible from casey just out of nowhere i i i'm reminded about that now and it's it it will probably it's probably like one of the best spots of the whole show because it was so unexpected
1: Casey's quality yeah. But to y- to your point uh Dylan, it also doesn't matter in which configuration you put vibes in. No, it yeah. all works.
0: Every vibes wor- uh like trio or duo works. That is absolutely right. Yep. Shimizu like Shimizu had me believing that he was going to pin Ben Benkei with a shot boot slam. And that was also awesome okay. big because- like that was a, a very like moment where i thought that vibes might have might win the titles
1: i was a bit surprised uh, with the the submission finish because this was such a fast paced and yeah like a match with a high turnover rate and then it uh, for it to take a few seconds until you get a submission i was totally counting on uh on it to uh become broken up
0: yeah uh, yeah they, it also seemed like uh one of the wives members was gonna uh jump in and get that but yeah with this gold class third successful defense i am really into this gold class trio continuing the reign all the way to kobe of course our, our original plan for the triangle gate match at kobe is probably scrapped now because uh, <laughs> the winner of the main event but i do you think that we could have a maybe a a gold class versus the Seabrats match at at Kobe? Or if they want to have full unit warfare, have gold class defend against another natural vibes trio and a Seabrats trio in a three way. That could work. Anything could work, but I think the gold class trio has to help hold the titles all the way to
3: Kobe.
1: I still think that Ben will be in the main event, Um, and so they either. uh, I don't think Ben is going to be in the main
3: event. If
1: I think so,
0: he was in the main event at Final Gate,
3: like that was pretty recent. But yeah, there's a lot of balls up in the air right now with the company,
2: with King of Gate not really happening until after the you know. like really wrapping up until after Kobe world that really shuffles the deck so to speak in terms of what's going on up and down the card i don't think there's any real obvious choice right now and but they do they do have a couple of months time to kind of work this out but i don't think there's anything that's like oh this makes perfect sense to build up i i don't think that exists actually yeah
0: they have just a bit under two uh two months to build to Kobe now and uh with the main event scene, how it is right now, I do see him defending against someone big, someone, someone a big star from the from the past that maybe will be more heelish. So we'll see. We'll see what the COVID main event will be. Uh, we'll talk about that more at the end. But I do think that Gold Class is holding it all the way there. If if we don't get some something with Benke, which could happen. But then uh, we move over to match six, special tag match Yamato and Yuki Yoshioka losing to Dragon Kid and now Michi Fuji from Pro Wrestling Noah in a special inter promotional match. This was 30 minutes and 40 seconds, and uh, Marifuji pinned Yoshioka with the cradle after a very convoluted stretch of pinfall attempts from both guys. This was. A good match nothing special but i mario fuji was looked gassed at some points in this match <laughs> and which makes sense because the day before he had a 25 minute ma-
3: match in the main event of noah which i haven't watched yet, but what do you guys think about this match um
1: this match was good um it was better than what we feared it would be yeah um, I mean, nothing that will stay and stay in our memories, but um, yeah, it was fun, kind of character base, some good wrestling in there. Of course, Yuki got pinned. like what what did we expect? But, like we also predicted that. um, and the best thing, like how it turned out, we I don't think we we need to fear that. Marufuji will main event world. Oh
0: yeah, we don't need to fear about that because it was a failed uh, like the sumo hold number for for Noah wasn't that good and I just how Marufuji was treated here it does not seem that he is invested in stay, sticking around with Dragon
1: Gate and this was just a one time thing. So
2: What are you talking about? This is, They gave him back to back wins.
1: Yeah, they gave him the match of the night, come on. What?
2: Yeah, two, two, two build build-up wins here.
3: Because who came out oh, after wait, this matchup? Wow.
2: Yeah, you watch this and you skip this part.
0: I was I was actually really mad because Yoshioka had taken the pin, but uh, yeah. The, <laughs> after the match, uh, Konomawa Ishikawa came out to challenge Mario Fuji because at final gate 2020, I think he lost 19. in his... Uh, 19? Yeah. Okay. He he lost in a, um, yeah, just a comedy match. And uh, he wanted to avenge that loss. And Maru Fuji almost gave Konomawa Ishikawa more than he gave Yuki Oshioka, And I got a bit salty about that. So I, I didn't take that much notes about Konomawa being destroyed by on
2: <laughs> um, The tag, uh, by the way, I just thought, I just wanted to say, uh, like what you guys said is true to me. This is like nothing special at all. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's really weird how they use Yoshioka. I, I feel like, like, you know, this is. Has, it hasn't been my favorite thing, to be honest, uh, to watch after his title reign.
0: Yeah, because his title reign was so big. <laughs> um yeah.
2: Yeah, now it seems like they're like. It's not like it's led to anything good. Like it's not like it's led to them protecting him all that much. Uh, like as time has gone along, and it kind of seems like they're almost retconning it uh, with with this latest uh, run, which we'll we'll talk about a little bit later. It
1: it, it right. made sense of the context of Decourage only having three members and somebody needing to take the loss, um, which means that Decourage needs at least two members that can get pinned. But it there's is also... no there's no reason that Yamato couldn't have. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yamato could could
1: have taken a pin. But it it is also the, the
0: for this for the stardom viewers of this this is also the way they they kind of do with Mayu Utani after she lo, lo, loses a big title, they have her be on the the lower down. she, she takes a lot of pins and she doesn't really she isn't really that consequential until she suddenly comes back and are treated as a big star again. It is kind of the way they... Uh, I look at Yoshioka that way right now. He For the last three months since he lost the title, he has been on the calm down. He won the the, the Reyes de Perez, but that was more to set up Kikura. Yeah. And, but it was still... He's still, like, at the end of the show, he's still one of the new big six so i i wouldn't fear still, i I wouldn't fear for yuki yeah. i think they still have him in their plans firmly and uh will... well
2: just compare this to where ben k was after he lost his title i mean that oh, guy yeah. was doing you know doing nothing for years for you know, years <laughs> yeah in dragon gate you're gonna get chances like yeah like I just uh, maybe his immediate future. I'm not exactly uh, you know I I haven't loved a lot yeah. of what they they've done with him, but yeah uh, you know uh, hopefully we see we see that turnaround. But yeah,
0: yeah. Mario the Fuji best
2: back to back wins.
0: <laughs> the best part about this uh, Kodomawa Ishikawa and Mario Fuji being at the end the two minute match was uh, that. Uh... Kon- Konamiwa Chicago was a true student of the game because he did Jake Lee's big boot on Marufuji because he saw yes. that beat beat Marufuji the day before. And yeah,
2: I just want to say too that that match was honestly actually pre- like pretty good, like the Jake- marifuji Jake match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It haven't. was like way better than I thought it would be. I nope. had, like, not a lot of hype for it, but...
0: Golden Week is so stacked that Noah is on the, like, lower end of matches, shows I need to watch. Like, I... I have so much All Japan to catch up with, I have so much Joshi to catch up with, that Noah just falls down and down and down for me. I <laughs> I, ne- I saw that Axis reunited, and I am happy about that.
2: Yeah, there was that. Um, yo, Dr. Wagner Jr., and... Hideki had a great match. So Uh, Noah's show was actually, in all honesty, a lot better than maybe you might have thought it was. So I'll I'll give and Marufuji stepped it up a little bit. I'm not going to sit here and say he was like prime Marufuji's now back, but he had a a good performance.
0: If if you guys want to hear more about the Noah show, I'm sure Dylan would review it on the Eastern Lariat.
2: Oh well maybe not. I don't know if Stringer watched it <laughs> to, be, to, be, to be honest with you, but uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see we'll see tomorrow uh, how that turns out. But if not, I'll I'll say something about it somewhere. I I promise. Okay. Well
0: speaking Just of Noah <laughs> speaking of Noah, we move over to the open the twin gate title match. Kongo, Shuji Kondo and Keno making their first defense versus Seabrats, Nishin. And, and it was a first successful defense as After 11 minutes and 15 seconds, Keno hit the PFS on Ishin and got the win. This was my second match of the night. This was my my second best match of the night and it was all because of one man and that was Ishin. Man, what a great performance from Ishin in this match. He, He made sure he got the most out of being in there with Keno and Keno loved him. (laughs) He had a lot of fun beating him up. He had a lot of fun fun taking offense from him. And it was just really fun to see. After the match, Keno said that he had no idea who Ishan was before the match. But after the match, he will for sure remember Ishan's name. Yeah. Yannick, what did you think about this match?
1: Outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. I wasn't that. For me, Ishin's year so far and his performance aren't that big of an issue. Um yeah. But I know a lot of. For a lot of people, it was, um, and I think they're all silenced now. And this was so good. It it was a Kano match, um, pretty typical. Um, but this is this isn't an issue because Kano is awesome, and Ishin just put there with the best. Um, he was the the bread that that he is, yeah. Um, just from the get go, stepping in uh, up to Keno. and I mean, the work too was, was really good, yeah. And Kai got something with his eye, like, his, yeah, his, I don't he know, how that... his, I have no idea how that happened,
0: but he got busted up. And the blood was like running down from his
3: eye, and it looked, it was an awesome look, but I, I have no idea how it happened. Tell him, what do you think about this? Yeah, this has to be considered a huge success, uh, just for for
2: getting Ishin back to where I think we all want him to be. Um, to me, this was about Keno, performance wise. I thought he is like. No, I don't thought. I always think that he's one of the best in Japan, another one of oh, these yeah. guys that's like a great in-ring performer, but also
1: like perfect in terms of
2: not just being charismatic, but how he uses his charisma in the right situation. He's such like, a
1: great storyteller. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and in various... This is why he's all in all these companies right now. He's who the one that they send, because he can work in a scenario in Dragon Gate. He could work in all Japan as a tag team guy, uh, facing like uh Yumao Yagi in that tag match.
1: uh, We we got all Japan titles in Dragon Gate. Uh, That's
2: right, which we we have seen before when Yokosuka was a junior champion uh, not that long ago too. And we see with
0: Naruki (laughs) Doi. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's not forget about Doi as well. Huge working relationship right now uh, between DG and All Japan, but um, Keno though I think again. Big or small, that's another thing, and it doesn't matter what kind of wrestler you are per se. I think he just fits in with everybody. I thought he was awesome here. Yeah. This was like a stroke of booking genius to put Ishin in in these in this scenario to where he can, where excuse me, he can uh, show how how much he has in the tank. Like you know, like you were saying, I was one of those guys. I haven't loved his performances this year. I think the change of gear has been a big downgrade uh, for him. Uh, but here, I definitely thought, okay, now we're back. Uh, you know, like, this gives you hope for the future if you are an Ishin fan. But uh, I definitely thought Keno was like the guy here. And as yes, he always is. But a good point about Kai getting busted open as well. Uh, I don't know how it happened, but, you know, it looked great. And it, Blood will never be a bad thing in wrestling, uh, you know, just to, from an aesthetics perspective. So it worked out. And, a really good match.
1: And Ishin looks like a different man now that he has bulked up.
0: Yeah, he he is really big now. <laughs> it is it should be noted,
1: and also the, uh, the beard the beard changes so much.
0: Yeah, um, I th- I I am so like into this Congo reign. I it obviously is gonna have one more defense before Kobe World because after the match, uh, Keno kind of he 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 asked where where is we need more challengers. Come out with a new challenge. And out came Yasushi Kanda and Suzumi Mochizuki, the original duo, and they uh, they challenged it. I think that is awesome because Kanda, uh, Yasushi Kanda, is on his like re- like Renaissance year, the the year that he wants to prove it, prove that he still got it, <laughs> or that he was something uh, in the first place. Because if if we are to judge about the Reyes de Parejas tournament and especially the final night. I think this tag title defense could be awesome, and yeah, i i don't I don't see uh, M three K beating Congo, Ko- uh, but i i because I see Congo holding it all the way to Kobe and then losing it to hometown heroes and or home company heroes. Probably, de- I have predicted the de- courage right now, Daya and Yuki.
1: It would make sense.
2: Yeah, that makes perfect sense.
0: But yeah, this awesome. K- keep the Congo rain going. And yeah, uh, any anything you want, to guys? You guys want to say more about this match?
1: Yeah, I want to see this match. Like with the year M M2, two uh, M two K are having, and especially the original duo. Uh, yeah. we just saw it in the finals of the rated Perias
3: Like, this will be awesome. Yeah no i mean i totally agree and like i said
2: unlike what we said earlier with the uh, triangle gate titles i think what you said about the courage the og team getting it getting the titles back actually like that does set up to where it makes perfect sense so and i want to match that could be when it happens and i look forward to anything that these guys do especially keno and dragon
3: gate
0: yeah And then we move over to the Open the Dream Gate title match. Shun Skywalker making his second defense versus Madoka Kikura. And it was an unsuccessful defense. Because we have a new Open the Dream Gate champion. (laughs) Madoka Kikura is now the youngest Open the Dream Gate champion of all time at 23 years old. And after 23 minutes and 16 seconds, this match, man, (laughs) it is a story that has taken ever since the 2021 failed youngest Open the Dream Gate title match of all time, Shun Skywalker defending against Badoka Kikura in 2021, the same building, the same date, the same show as this year. Kikura took a drop toe, toe hold. He rolled out of ring. His shoulder was destroyed. He wanted to fight back. He wanted to go in there and finish the match. Everyone in RAD said that he should not, but he did it, at, 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 even though rolled back in, shouldn't put him in a uh, Fujiwara armbar on the not injured shoulder. Um, after about two minutes of or one to two minutes of Kigura being in that Fujiwara armbar, Eita threw in the towel and the match ended as it should be should have ended because Kigura was not in the right mindset to keep going. His shoulder was destroyed. And it took one year for him to come back. He was one year on the shelf. He watched R.E.D. die. He watched Seabrat's form. He watched Shun Skywalker ta- become this like twisted version of himself. But when he came back, the company was different. He came back. He was a bit rusty. He spent most most of the first p- part of his return on the lower card, not really being in anything important, until he joined DeCourage. He and he switched that DeCourage swi- switch. He gained charisma. He started. He started like getting more and more fans into him. Him and Diab won the Twin Gate titles. And he was a permanent babyface because of that. They immediately, had, they had a short, but also good reign. And at the start of this year, Shun Skywalker won back the open the Dream Gate title from Kikura's uh, faction member, Yuki Oshioka, And it led to this. It was no, there was no question about who Shun Skywalker was going to defend against on this show. It was going to be Kikura. It was going to be Madoka Kikura, and this led to this match. And I, this match, I said it earlier, I have seen this match three times. It is my ma- destiny, designated match of the year so far. I am so happy with the, how they told this. I'm so happy with the finishing stretch being Kikura shredding away the work that uh, shun had done on the shoulder for all of the match shredding away the pain of 2021 and the pain of what happened when ato threw that
3: towel in and hitting three amazing amazing right hand of god
0: elbows and the third one he got the pin one two three man i was so happy what an awesome main event i i I said I was going to rave and talk about this forever, but I wanted to give it to you guys now. Dylan, I have not talked about you uh, with you since this match happened or before this match happened. What is your things, uh, thoughts on this match?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, what a like a really strong, especially like a story-made event here. I thought things yeah. worked so well. Uh, you know, like you were into this. Uh, I was so happy to see Kakuta win. I'm uh, very surprised, as I thought it was a little early for his run. Uh, you know, I I thought uh, Shun was going to keep the title, but uh, they they went with it, and I, I agree. Like, like I, I totally am I'm with the decision-making here.
1: Yeah. I
2: think that Kakuta is the right choice. I, I think he's, like, a much better wrestler than Skywalker, like, as a, like in-ring dude. Uh, you know, Shun, and this is something I wanted to bring up to you guys, because it's something we kind of mentioned in passing on the last... Uh, when we were previewing this, but there was the interview Jay Church did going into this show, where he wasn't exactly hyper-enthusiastic about about this show, going into it, and the storyline, and, and things going on here, and, and for me, I personally really liked what they did with Shun and Kikuda. I, oh, yes. I, I think Shun is like a great character to do these kind of things with, but Kikuda's a like I'm so happy that he got the title. I think the match quality is going to go up now with this, and I'm I'm very happy to see. I'm very deserving, uh, and in this particular scenario, I thought the story and the wrestling came together to create a, a really strong match, and one that I was genuinely surprised by the finish by. So this this had everything that you would like. Like it felt like a true main event. It felt like a, a coming-of-age moment for Kakuda in a lot of yeah. ways. A great finish to the story that they were telling in the last month with Shun and Kakuda, And the work was good. I wouldn't say it was my match of the year, but in, I, I, I think this reality, had everything you...
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, this reality, had everything uh, you want. This story has been building for a month, yeah, but in reality for Kikuda it, it has been building since, since Ethel threw the towel. In. It, yeah like this they, we said on the preview that for Kikura, the the win would be to have the ma- have the match be a complete match and Jay even said this on commentary that Kikura, of course his main focus is winning the title but for him he just wants to redeem himself for that embarrassing loss in 2021 and that was the, what, what this match was it was it was so just him shredding that away. And I thought Shun Skywalker was the best he has been as, as an in-ring heel so far. I thought Shun Skywalker did the best heel work he has done in the ring
1: yeah. ever. Um, to, give, to give my take on this match also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was just this grand storm that all came together here. Um uh, the service building for two years. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Dead or Alive twenty twenty one. And we we discussed this on the on the preview. And come on, this this finished the story uh, meme needs to die. It's so <laughs> bad. Also because it doesn't like the story Was finished that he with him getting a match or getting the complete match, but they went a step further and they built on that in in inside with the storytelling of the match, they built on it perfectly. With obviously, um, we all knew that the drop the uh, drop toe hold would come and it came really early on so it was out of the way.
0: Yeah. And when Shun did it, he was laughing his ass off. It was so... Yeah,
1: but, weird. like, we all knew that, that that was coming. And then it was just... First, Kikuta getting back in, into the match, Yeah. and then slowly and slowly starting to dismantle Shun. Yeah. The,
0: the one, like, because, of course, his... The shoulder that he injured in that match in 2021, Shun worked all over the the match on, and because of that, like at one point in the match, uh, Kikuno was throwing some weak elbows with the left arm, which is not the arm he usually uses, and Shun was screaming at him to use his right arm, and if this is all you've got, you should retire from wrestling. It was so like. I, I'm so happy we have a translator on commentary that can tell me that, because I would not have noticed that if not for Jay's, Jay on commentary. It was such a good bit to add to the match to have Shun to actually understand what Shun was screaming at him, because that helps me get even more into it.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. it also helps that Jay also just knows everything about the company.
0: Yeah, this is... For every other company, I always go to Japanese commentary. But for Dragon Gate, it is English commentary. You, Jay, you you have to listen to English commentary for Dragon Gate because Jay does such an awesome job translating and telling you every backstory beat that you need to know. Because the only wrestling company he watches is Dragon Gate. <laughs> he knows everything about this company. So.
2: Well, he's known everything about this company for almost two decades yes. now. So, like, this is <laughs> oh. a guy very valuable.
1: <laughs> I, I just remember uh, for a few weeks ago when Ho Ho was like, "You, you got a website?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. How do you think I got this job?
0: Oh <laughs> um, yeah,
1: yeah. It's his job to know everything, and that's that's great how it um, worked off. As as a story, this is what they told. What this was near perfection. Yeah. As a, a match, it was very very good, um, but not quite up there.
3: Well, I, everyone that
1: yeah, I agree
0: this, with Posted. That, I'm, I'm a lore guy. I'm a lore guy over a match guy. <laughs> um, so that's why I am very high on this.
2: It was still the best match of... on the show, though. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah yeah
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, where would it rank on the best Dragon Gate match this year for you guys?
2: This is gonna be interesting because I like to hear Yannick's take because I know that he was one of the
3: ones that didn't like Shun and, and Yoshioka.
1: Um, I think as a match, I kind of liked uh, the Kikuta. And um, menorah Minora match better, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: I see that. Um, you could make a case for the Rey de Perez final, yeah,
3: that that those cool match.
1: those
0: three are my top
1: matches, yeah. To and I think game. it's pretty widespread opinion that these are the best uh, matches they had, yeah. I'm more yep. or less, but agree with I that. still, I'd, I'd, say, yeah. I'd say, as a as a package like the story is part of the match no no yeah yeah and i'd still go as a total package i i'd say this is the top
2: yeah i was gonna say the exact thing like i think the wrestling like pure wrestling i think the one last month may have been a little better but this had so much more to it that i think this has to be considered the best match yeah i i
0: something that should be noted that we haven't talked about yet on this match was the like the perfect, we took, well, we touched on it with the drop toehold, but the perfect, like, callbacks to the match, the the four minutes of match they got in 2021. But them calling back to doing the Fujiwara armbar, the shoulder work, all that, it was uh-huh. so, like, th- that Fujiwara armbar, when he put him in that, that was, that looked like pain. <laughs>
1: um. Also, like, when that was the, that was rendered, Right around when Hikita started to dismantle Shun, yeah, and like it's, he he, he, it, he started to get some stuff in, but not everything worked, and so at at first he tried to uh, to hit lariat and Shun countered it flawlessly in the SSW. Yeah,
3: uh,
1: how about that when, <laughs> and that like a bit later a uh, lariat. Straight into the Fujiwari armbar in maybe the smoothest counter I've seen all year.
0: Yeah, Shin was hitting some great counters in this match. When he when he caught the hip attack and did the SSW out of that,
1: what an yeah. awesome! Oh yeah, him, hip attack, not a not a lariat on the SSW. It was. As as I was saying that, I was thinking like, how does this work? Like yeah,
0: just physically. <laughs> this match just is one of. It it has everything I want from wrestling. It it has a complete story. It has great work rates, spots that I remember still. It has good heel work, like the best heel work Shun has done, and it had the triumphant win, which was the most important part of it, in my opinion.
2: I think this match
0: would not be as loved as it is because it's loved. Like a lot of people are saying that this is their favorite match on the show. A lot of people are saying this is their favorite moment of Dragon Gate this year. And that Kikura was created, like Kikura, this is Kikura's year and all that. Everything. And not is, to mention it had there. a lot of
2: real life implications Yeah, into it that the a lot of this other stuff just doesn't have.
0: Yeah. And that's why as a complete package, this just is such a dragon like this easily is the Dragon Gate batch of the year so far. It, is, it starts the megastar run that off on the right foot that they want for Kikura. I absolutely think that they want to ha- have this as an establishing run just like the Yoshioka Reign last year. We'll see where where everything this of this leads because not only was this a match of the year contender in the main event, but the the closing promo is a promo that probably people will talk about with Rangate for years to come.
3: Because, notably, Kikura took the microphone after a match and he
0: basically confirmed that the generational shift that we have been watching the last two years has now been completed. The, the, the new generation is now the, the new top guys. And he singled out himself, Yuki Oshioka, Strong Machine J, Ben K, Shun Skywalker, and Kota Minora, as
3: the new Big Six of Dragon Gate. Now, what this means? This could mean so much, but this is the first time some uh, if they have allowed
0: someone to go out in the ring and say that me and these guys are the new Big Six. And the the reason why this is big is because the Big Six last time, the the era of the Big Six, the last six, is now over. The last six was Yamato,
3: B.B. Hulk, Naruki Doi, Masaru Yoshino, Shingo Takagi, and Akira Tusawa. That
0: was a story that they made back in 2012, I think, or 2010, was when they, at, at the start of, at in the early parts of 20, on the 2010s, they said, basically, the company said, and the people of the Big Six said that they were the leaders of the company going forward. And it would turn true, because if when you think about 2010 Dragon Gate, you don't think about Shima and Mochizuki, even though they were in the company still in 2010, 2010s you think about Yamato, B.B. Hawk, Shigo Takagi, Masaru Yoshino, Maruki Doi, and to an extent, until he left Akira Tussawa. That And that is basically what they have said now, that in the 2020s, you are going to think about Kikura, Yoshioka, Strong Shinji, Benkei, Shunsuke and Kota Minora. And when we look back at the last like year of Dragon Gate... Yeah... <laughs> Yeah, it, it pr- pretty much makes sense that they, these are the six we're gonna be looking at
3: for most of twenty twenty of the twenty twenties.
1: It's also the the six who are the most over. Yeah, Dylan, so... what
0: are, what is your thoughts about this? Because you, of course, were you watched Dragon Gate back then. You know more about
3: the about how the la- the last. Big Six era was. Right. So, well, how do you feel about this? When you look at it, I think you got a lot of great things out of, out of that era, because that kind of led into two
2: really amazing title reigns. Um, the BB Hawk title reign of 2014 and 2015 uh, was one of my personal favorites. Uh, you had just some amazing matches. Uh, him versus, like, Yuha Nation was one of my favorite Dragon Gate matches uh, ever. Then that they bounced around a little bit. Yoshino got the title. They were uh, fiddling around with T-Hawk uh, in and out. But then we kind of led it to Shingo with Berserk. Yeah. Which was like... Like, that to me was one of the peak, like, heel units of Dragon Gate history. And one of the best title reigns, period. Uh, so many great matches there. Uh, but, yeah, then things kind of... There were some radical changes uh, coming off of that that nobody could have seen coming. Really, with like Shima leaving, and then, uh, they, yeah, yeah, Ult- Ultimo Dragon come- coming back finally. Uh, people don't understand how huge that was yeah. uh, for like the guy who to- for like brought it, who would, you know came up with Toriumon. coming back to Dragon Gate was like a huge, huge deal. Uh, if you go back and look at the show he returned at, the Kobe World, he returned at. You had guys, like, crying on commentary. They couldn't believe that he came back. It was, like, a super, one of the best feel-good moments. Uh, but there was a lot going on, you know, more or less. That kind of switched away from all of that. Uh, hopefully, like, there's no... Because, I mean, well, I mean, look at it this way. I mean, we kind of saw it earlier with Ishida leaving last year. Uh, uh, Doi and Aita have left. They've kind of set the stage, like you know, they got they got their big changes out of the way early. So hopefully, yeah. this new big six can lead I, them forward in a less tumultuous way.
0: As I as I said, the last two years have been a generational shift for, in Dragon Gate, and but now with this promo, I feel like it, the shift has ended. It's now this is now Dragon Gate. This guy, these guys are now Dragon Gate. Like when you come to Dragon Gate, don't expect people like yamato and bb hawk and Rikidoi don't or shingo or Yoshino they're because they are no longer current like um, yes yamato but, and bb hawk are active but they're no longer main eventers
1: yes but three of these things still have to have, uh, need to prove themselves um of course uh, Madoka just got the title yeah um but this is the first time that we really talk about him as a main eventer. And this year has been that, yeah. And yes, and we need to see if if the fans accept that. I, I have no fear that they won't, but yeah, le- let's wait until they for sure do. Um, Minora is over, at least uh, to an extent. He he proves that he can get some uh, momentum back but as a true main eventer they're still open and strong machine j is the one sticking out to me yeah and i'm so i'm so happy to solve this (laughs) yes but i'm so happy he's included in this six assets it's it's a big patch of of approval and it's just so reassuring for me as a Strong Machine J fan. Um, I'm not sure how much it did for the for the native uh, crowd or even for you guys uh, the title match he had, but man, now for like a year, especially in the second half of 2022, he just got going and improved so much. And now I really like to watch him and I'm happy for him. He hasn't had the easiest road um, yeah. to the, this point that uh, where we are, but I, I just hope he can stick, he can stick it out there and prove that he belongs uh, with the other five.
0: Yeah. Of course we know Shinska Skywalker and Yoshioka. uh, and Ben K all make sense to have in this because they are they were the standout players of the class of two thousand and sixteen. they have been they have all been th- dreamgate champions. they have all they have all like proven themselves worthy of the main event scene. but as, like two of them have gone or like all three of them have gone through like big changes from when they debuted. they have all like gone through character shifts and I think it's fair to see, to look at those guys as the, like, kind of established part of these this D6. And Kota Minora, Kikura, and Strong Machine J being the more... We'll see if this works out for them, kind
1: of. part of Minora this. is such an obvious main eventer. Yeah. I mean, I... It, like, I'm not... None of uh, these
0: guys are Brave Gate people. That yeah. should be noted. Yes. Because... uh from the last big six, Akira Tozawa was obviously the the like standout uh, g- guy that hadn't been proven yet when they announced that whole thing because they announced that they, it was very similar, and Akira Tozawa proved out to be a big Brave Gate guy, and that kind of had stuck him in that role for the most the rest of his career, which uh, unfortunately led him to explore his options elsewhere because he, he left in 2015 or 2016, one of those years he left and he went to WWE and what is he doing there? He's being a ninja chasing down the 24-7 title I think. I don't know what he's doing that's the last thing I know knew he was doing and I was sad about that because I miss him but there are no guys in D6 who will be saddled with they can't move up the card from the Brave Gate scene because they're all over that weight limit. And if if you don't like either of these guys, I have some bad news for you because the Dream Gate scene is gonna be these guys. <laughs> uh, it is kind of like you. Of course, uh, people outside of these D six will uh, probably win the Dream Gate title this this decade, but it will also always. Go back to one of these six as the guy that's going to be pushed.
1: So we'll see. There are a few notable omissions here.
0: Yeah. I was just about to get to that. Two. There's one.
1: Yeah. um, I don't know uh, which you mean. One is the obvious part. One is understandable that it wasn't mentioned. um, And the other one is Casey. And Casey afterwards was like, kind of, well, I'm kind of old now. Yeah. But I wasn't mentioned here, so it, it doesn't seem to be my time.
0: The thing about Casey is that all these guys are young guys. Casey yes. is from Yamato's class. Casey is yeah. Casey is from the old guard. That is one Absolutely. thing that people like. Yes, he hasn't had the Dreamgate run that everyone, including me, especially me, wants him to have but he's still an old guy from the old guard.
1: Absolutely. And the other guy I was talking of um, is a young guy, and that's SP Tento. Yeah. As we tend to. yeah.
3: That, and it makes
1: is... it makes sense that, that he wasn't named because he's an excursion. We shouldn't really think about him and what he does and be surprised when he comes back. Yeah. But when he comes back, he will have a, prob- a problem with this promo in particular.
0: Yeah, I think this... Promo is gonna lead to a lot of feuds for for all these guys, from other guys like Espikento, Kento, Motosuke Jr., Takuma Fujiwara. Every one of those th- those three, especially, are the three like rookies that I that I look at as the the guys that will go for these guys and say, "What, what are you talking about? <laughs> we we obviously want that spot." And. I think this is just going to create storylines for the rest of the decade. <laughs> that is what I what I want to say about this. Um, it is. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, this doesn't turn out to just uh, go horribly over. It always could. That like this could always lead to like rejection from the fans. I hope not, because I I am happy with the, how they are doing this. Like it makes it, If you've watched Dragon Gate the last year or so, it totally makes sense that it is these six guys because these six guys have been so like locked in with each other. Obviously, as you said, Strong Machine is the, is the standout guy. Like he's the, He is the guy that feels a bit miscast, but I think he's going to prove it. He, pro- he proved that he could hang on that level with Shun Skywalker earlier this year. We'll just have
3: to see how he ha- hangs with the rest of them. But yeah, have you and Dylan have you anything to add for uh, to this topic? Yeah. To me, I I love that he had this promo because
2: what you guys were saying is true. That hey, maybe the fans won't accept it. Maybe it could all go south or whatever. But it feels so big that it happened. It feels like we're at a historical moment. a a turning point in the company i think those are always so fun as a fan for just for us to watch and see what's going to happen next because and it kind of like what we said earlier like in this particular year without the king of gate leading up to kobe world i mean you know this feels like you don't want to say the wild west because i think they do have a plan for sure but i think that it just feels more wide open than it would in most years. Yeah. You know, like a new champion coming right around in may, it just feels like a really good time to be a fan. And we're at a really pivotal turning point moment for dragon gate. And I think that's always so fun to see. And and I think that, like you were saying, I don't see any reason why like things would go south right now. I think Hakuna is a great talent and, you know, very over and all, and all that stuff he has everything you want, but just the fact that it's such a big thing that's happening it feels like right now if you just tune into to dg right now it feels like you're on the ground floor of the building blocks of what's to come for the next five years at least and maybe even longer so i loved it i think it's a great thing to have and i just as a fan i'm very excited to see what they, they go from here
1: yeah absolutely and I have a, a proposal to make for how we use this in the immediate or not in the immediate future but like in the near future okay um and I'm talking king of gate
0: yeah pop off i'm excited to hear about this because you immediately after the show ended told me about your you had you were talking about this so yeah absolutely
1: first of all scrap the king of gate um Format of last year. Scrap so yeah. the tournament. Do a league. League, yeah. Four blocks of six people. Okay. And like we we have three blocks that we care about, and uh, one for all the rest. We have the old guard. We're talking your Yamatos, your Dragon Kids, your, your Kais, Mochizuki, Suzumu, Casey. We got the uh, block of the new big six all six in one single block oh okay okay and then we have a uh, then we have a block of the the young guys the rookies Ka- uh kamei your takuma fujiwara's your ishins your uh, Mochizuki juniors your minoritas um kato for, yeah like, um and then there's uh, also the block for the people that don't quite fit uh, like shimizu jason ut i um i would put sb kanto in here um just to to put him a little bit away from the rookies because he's not in yeah. the big new six but um it's clear that he isn't like in the the young guys block yeah um dragon Dyer. if yeah. it would be really cool if they could get like a cano um, that would really fit uh, in this block and make it interesting. Um, yeah, like that that's my idea. Have four themed blocks. Okay. And then at the end, we get uh, semi finals and finals, or because all it's all um different guys, you could do even a little league with four with four guys. yeah, i I really like this.
0: And that, f- if, if, if if like something like that would happen, like King of Gate this year can be a little bit longer than previous years because it is it is happening in the months after Kobe wo- World. It it doesn't have that endpoint of having the main event Kobe World and set up that feud. So you can you can have like it go through August, September, and then end in October.
1: You don't. We just to... had generational warfare, but this is much smaller scale yeah, and yeah. I don't think I don't think they want to go back to that because it wasn't like it popped off great. Well, no, it ended great in the the tournament generation disbandment match. yeah, um, still one of the best matches of this decade Um yeah. but it would show some real sense of urgency and it would create a lot of tension inside of each faction
0: yeah i i really like this idea i do think that at the Cork and hall show coming up on the 11th i have a feeling we are going to see a major heel turn this is later Ooh. this week we are gonna uh, like next next week's uh episode about dragon gate and ddt which we will be recording the weekend is go is going to be a review of the King of Gate shows from today and tomorrow, the King of DDT shows from today and tomorrow, and and the Dragon Gate Cork, and Hall aftermath of this show. And I do think that we are going to see a major heel turn on that that show, and that major heel heel turn is going to be the challenger for Kikura at Kobe World. And I I this is a this is one that I have. Because, because he was left put out, he 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 is no he's not one of the big six, but he's still a vet he's still like current. He's still big and popular. And I, I have a feeling that we might be seeing the end of natural vibes not via unit warfare, but via
3: Casey exploding. Of of rage and <laughs> going and I have a I would
0: if this, I am co- totally prepared for this not to be true, but I could see, eta no, Casey turning heel, and that leading to a more like dark side of him, and then came challenging uh, Kikura at Kobe, to have a young, older veteran guy of the roster challenging the guy that said we are now the new roster, we are now the leader
1: leaders of this company. You would be alone in this or do you think he'll join um series? i don't know
0: i that i have no idea
1: okay but we'll... it would certainly be interesting i don't think my heart would take that
3: <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't know i don't know where it,
0: like but i just have a sneaky suspicion that we might that might be the how they end because i, mean... I don't
1: they could they, use a, a good heel turn. It, it's, they it's like they
0: definitely could need a big heel turn, and I think that is a big heel turn to have. But there is also other other options, like maybe they want to do Naruki Doi again, the older veteran guy, At one of the last big six, being mad about Kikura say, claiming that there there is a new big six. Maybe they I want mean. to do Yamato the same way.
1: I don't it think will... I want to see Yamato. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not even... He said he will take a year off. Yeah. Um, I mean, the dream is Shingo.
0: The dream is Shingo, but that is not happening. <laughs> I,
3: I wish that would happen. But what I'm are... A double title match! He's not He's a champion, champion anymore. Champion. Taichi.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Taichi won. Yeah,
3: so he could take a, a bit.
0: He could What? Take a bit. Yeah, it was a forty-three minute match. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad I don't watch it anymore. <laughs> it was actually really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, they have great chemistry, but I'm not watching a forty-three.
0: But the Taichi yeah, match. I don't know if New Japan would let Shingo take a pen. No? no,
1: they no no no, no they won't. The uh, of, all, of all people. Well, Dragon Gate decided Kikura, obviously, but I don't think New Japan. Would you is. take it if it was a sixty-minute draw? Ooh, sixty-minute draw. Hmm.
2: What a flat way to end. Yeah. The show. Yeah. I mean,
0: New Japan. That, that is New Japan fashion. They have done that for Dominion. But then they—that was setting up one of their biggest feuds of all time in <laughs> Kenny Okada.
2: But, And this is and that wasn't. Wrestle Kingdom,
3: either, like Kobe World would be. Yeah, yeah. True. Um, Maybe uh, like
0: man, the sh- of course, Shingo, I do think Shingo picked out Kikura at uh, at Final Gate for for his match. I do think that that was him asking for Kikura, and of course, we, we all know that he made Kikura look awesome in that match and even though Kikura took the pin, he it was just an awesome like he had he had just an aura about him even after taking the pin of just being in there with Chingo.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's no question but about they
0: that. they have a built in story if they want to do that match.
2: What if instead of the KZ he'll turn Yoshioka turned?
0: Yeah,
1: uh, courage that's deployed? uh that's a thought. That, that is also bad. an
0: impossibility.
2: Okay. Yeah, like because... that's what I was thinking.
0: Because earlier today, because Dragon Gate takes no breaks, they <laughs> they have no breaks. They had a house show today earlier, and uh, the matches are not out yet. The main event was a Decourage versus Gold Class six man tag, and apparently after the match, Kikuna was kind of like. He was saying that he um, he had no sh- he had he showed no signs of slowing down. Uh, 20, 24 hours removed from the war, which shouldn't. But his comments were saying that he he was the only one that that won at at uh, that are alive, and it looked like that Dragon diet and Yuki Oshoka was a bit embarrassed about that. And it could, it maybe it could, maybe we could see uh, sh- Yoshioka turning heel. That that is a big possibility. Would I do that? I don't know, <laughs> but maybe it would be very Naruki-doi of him.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's no obvious answer right now. You know, like you said, I mean, the dream would be Shingo. Like if if they could get it worked out to where he could win, uh, you know, uh, but. Other than that, I think you have a lot of interesting. That promo set up five, well, maybe not five because it's shooting, but like uh, the other ones, like that set up easy people. And we yeah. kind of mentioned SBK too, that got left off, like a perfect person. Yeah. Like that was somebody that I, I thought would be somebody they could build to.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Ben yeah. Ben so K they has, have a lot going on. A lot of great things.
0: Ben K is a possibility. But... There's so many possibilities. Like you, like you said earlier, then, that this is this is the wild west of Gate right now in a good way because anything can happen at the Corkin Hall. I I am so hyped for this Corkin Hall sh- uh, aftermath show uh, uh, on the 11th. I am, it's gonna be really fun. I hope the card is good and it it's a Corkin Hall that is can't miss because I hope that that should be the momentum they keep going after this. But that is going to be on the eleventh, so we're going to review that next weekend. Any last things you guys want to say about Dead or Alive before we kind of close off here?
1: Um, to me, this show was a huge success. Yeah, like they I they agree. brought home all the story beats. They had a uh, they had a good house in the context of current wrestling. Um and it was great fun
3: yeah yeah to me i mean there was nothing that
2: i mean the only down part again was kind of like it wasn't even a down part really but just seeing yoshioka uh lose yeah but that i mean like if they if they pull some kind of big turn out of it then i'm all for it uh, overall but even that it wasn't like it was a bad match uh Everything on this show was at least pr- pretty solid. I mean, there was an eight-man with punch. I mean, Mochizuki Junior being in there would have made it a lot better, probably. Um, I enjoyed the the Brave Gate match personally. Uh, yeah. Like, I I thought it was good. I agree that it wasn't like super special that you know we'll remember forever, but I thought it like fourth spot on the card. It over delivered from third match material. Yeah. Uh, the Triangle Gate match was really good stuff. Uh, overall, the t- the Twin Gate titles. I mean really s- strong there and the main event was just awesome and we all agree like the best match of the year for the company so there's nothing to criticize this show about like you said the good house was there uh, they accomplished a lot cool things look like they're being built ahead yeah I mean this was a, r- a really strong show like a good good oh, stuff from DG here.
0: Most importantly about the show is that it created hype like, uh, like it created a lot of questions about where where this is all going All a lot of Cool questions like because we have talked we-, we talked uh, like almost 50 minutes about just the post-match promo and the implication yeah. of what that is and of course i do think that this this like big six promo is going to be looked back upon a lot of- over the next years it's going to be brought back to a lot it's going to be the start of a lot of feuds and it's the major thing to take from the show Apart from this show, also having the best Dragon Gate match of the year so far,
2: and, and yeah. a real life redemption story,
3: like, like culminating. Yeah. So, Yannick, you want to say anything last? Um, about Dead or
1: life. Yeah, no, no. really, just anything.
2: Okay. What but, about just life?
1: Yeah, no, I want to. Uh, I want to say once again, go watch Gun Pro because next week, um, uh, we'll review. The Kirken show, which was great. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to that. It will be Sondre, me, and Xavier from the Five Star Network.
3: Yeah,
0: we that is going to be dropping early in the week, uh, on Wednesday or late Tuesday. And then, in the weekend, King of DDT, first round and second round review, for which it, those two shows are happening today and tomorrow and we are going to review them next weekend and the Dragon Gate Cork and Hall and whatever news we get out of both the two companies we cover. But yeah, we'll, we'll see you uh, at. Also, uh,
1: I have to plug what, another show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yesterday I was on the Puro Gems podcast also on the five star network. Um, I was a guest there with Peps. It was a lot of fun. We talked about all the puro and Choji indies, and it was really not enlightening, but it opened my horizon. Like yeah. I, I got to to see a a lot of new facets.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The Pure Gems podcast, of course, definitely check that out. I I haven't gotten to listen to it yet, but I'm really hyped because. You guys talked about Gleet, and you will get to hear Yannick's thoughts about Tiag versus Kaito Ishida on that show. You will also get to hear some. Did you Did you guys do all Japan takes?
1: Um, a little bit. We didn't really talk about the matches or okay. anything because um, he will do a separate show.
0: Yeah, uh, and uh, like all, all every every company that is not covered by like other people they do on the Pure Gems podcast, which is obviously awesome. We also, while while we're plugging the other podcasts on the network, we have the Stardom Quest, Stardom, uh, a Stardom-specific podcast. We have Watch Teach, a podcast where they watch TGPW. We have High Fly Flow show, that is a New Japan show, New Japan podcast. And we have, arriving soon, Cage Match Weekly with Dylan and Scott. Dylan, why don't you describe that show? Because we you haven't gotten a chance to plug this show on this,
3: um, this show yet. Yeah. Cage Match Weekly. Um,
2: me and Scott coming together. Uh, doing big things for, uh, obviously, based around cagematch.net. The website that I often work on uh, with results and things like that. Uh, My other show, Eastern Lariat, is on there, Uh, and Five Star Network coming together. Um, He's did a lot of great things Scott has for the show. Uh, Obviously, something I've been working on forever. Uh, Just more of a mainstream show, talking about your AEWs, your big news, your discourse, and all that stuff. Uh, They've got a pay-per-view coming up, uh, Backlash. That's probably going to be our first show. Uh, we're planning for it to be, uh, you know, something on all over the place. Uh, you know, your your regular stuff like iTunes and, and Spotify and all that stuff. Also on YouTube, you know, we're going to have the video feed for everybody. Uh, it's a brand new Horizons for, for both of us in a lot of ways, but uh, it's, it's something I'm really invested in, really excited about. Uh, me and Scott, you know, we've had a couple of conversations, not recorded or anything, but... I definitely believe in our chemistry and just him as a person working with him and not just him, but hopefully all the great people on five-star network. Cause I'm really impressed with a lot of the efforts of the people that have done not just the podcast, but the writing too. Uh, they've done a lot of great things on the website. So, uh, hopefully we give, uh, some good plugs for them. Uh, cage match. It's really just us. And and Eastern Lariat, which is another show, but I am bringing back my Lucha show, uh, Lucha talk as well. Uh, that's a show we did for a long time, a few years ago, uh, talking about CML, AAA, with um, with my friends Microman Fever, and Fredo Esparza from Lucha World. Uh, that's like one of my best friends, uh, Fredo. Uh, I had to push it back a little bit because our basketball teams played each other. I had to dodge that <laughs> because his team won. But uh, besides that, though, uh, we're going to be back with that. That's going to be more of a monthly show, though. Like I said... Cage Match Weekly—that's going to be a big deal, I think, for me and Scott. So, uh, if you're interested in your AEWs and all the mainstream stuff, uh, feel free to listen to us. And even if you're not, uh, a lot of stuff that I think is dumb, I'll make fun of on the show. So, uh, it's a little bit something—a little bit of something for everybody. We'll see how it, how it plays out because there's been a lot that's gone into it, and we'll see what form it takes and what happens with it. But regardless of anything, me and Scott coming together. It's going to be a lot of fun, so check it out, guys. Hell oh, yeah. And uh, re-
0: you can go and read uh, Savior's preview of the uh, Gunbarre show if you haven't seen the Gunbarre show, and then watch the Gunbarre show because we are going to talk about it on Tuesday and you will hear our the first Gunbarre review this year. But yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this. Um, until next time, As always, be ready, wake up, and go!